Doctor Who. Starring Paul McGann and Sheridan Smith. The Zygon Who Fell to Earth by Paul Mars. It's, it's commercial. It can dance to it. It's also most annoying. I must enjoy that. Remember, Mims, we have a very particular mission to carry out. Oh, you'll convince him, I'm sure of it. You're very masterful. He was always quite volatile. This must be the place, just by the... Ah, yes. Bygones. <laughs> Seems rather a pleasant hotel. <gasps> Look, Wisteria. Indeed. Now, I hope that you will do your best to seem normal. Of course, second-in-command Urtak. And don't call me that. I'm Mervyn Urquhart, and you're Humphrey Mims. I don't have to get used to that name. Humphrey. Humphrey. <sighs> Humphrey. Come on, let's get on with it. Humphrey. Oh, seriously, I was there, Lucy. A rubbish, Doctor. You make this stuff up. Me and Wordsworth, like that, we were. Yeah, right. I was there when he did the first draft of his most famous poem, you know? It was about this chap called Biffo. Walking about in the hills wearing these big shoes. Whatever. What year is it? 1984. I misjudged the coordinates slightly. Sorry about that. Mm, it's all right. I wasn't that bothered about the poetry, to be honest. What does interest me is bumping into her again. How weird is that? Mm, perplexing, isn't it? What is it about that woman? Mm, the TARDIS must have a thing about her. The way it keeps bringing us back in time to significant points in her life. It's probably some cataclysmic web of time conspiracy thing. This song Veronique is gorgeous, by the way. We must congratulate the chef. I think she does most of the cooking herself. They grow everything themselves, she and Trevor. Organic. Don't you want your mange too? I still don't believe you, you know. About helping him with his poems. I wandered lonely as a clown. As if... Don't fidget, Mims. Sorry. Good evening, gentlemen. Welcome to Bygone's Guest House. I'm Pat. How can I help you? Good evening, Pat. My colleague and I are here on business. Very good, sir. What a charming and unusual necklace that is, madam. It was a gift from my husband. May I have a look? I am Mr Mervyn Urquhart, and this is Mr Humphrey Mims. We would like a twin or a double, it matters not. We would prefer a twin-bedded room. We're both in the pop music industry. Rather you than me. I left all that behind years ago, lovey. So what brings you here? There isn't much call for pop industry insiders in the Lake District. Though there's a nice folk festival each year in Kendall. It's where I met my husband. We know that. Oh, really? We know all about your husband, Trevor. I see. Fans of his, are you? Colleagues. Really, a double room would be acceptable also. Trevor! Are you still in the back? There's two gentlemen here who seem to think they know you. From the old days. From the old days. Bygone times, indeed. Uh, would you sign the register, gentlemen? I'm sure he'll be out in a minute. We'll pay cash up front. How unusual. Where is Trevor? Bring him to us. How would you do that for? Forgive Mims. He gets overexcited sometimes. Uh... Trevor! Yeah, what is it? I was having a snooze back there. We have new guests. Very distinguished music industry people. Music industry? I haven't... 
Oh. Trevor, it is marvellous to see you again. It's really you. Of course it's me. Who did you think it was? It is very good to see you, Trevor. Wish I could say the same. Trevor, who are these gentlemen? They say they're colleagues of yours from the old days. They're from the company, Pat. My old record company, Satsuma. We need you, Trevor. You need to make a comeback. I'm quite happy here, with my new life as a hotelier, away from showbiz. Trevor, we have just released your 12-inch. A remix, that is. We confidently expect it to shoot straight to the top. Satsuma needs you back in the limelight. That was nearly 20 years ago. That person isn't me anymore. Sorry, boys. Sounds like you've had a wasted journey. My colleague, Mr. Mims, and I will be staying here at Bygone's guest house, and we will change Trevor's mind. You'll see if we don't. <laughs> we are going to work on you, Trevor. <laughs> Mims. Sorry. If you'd care to follow me, I'll show you gentlemen to your rooms. Very well. You think you can take me back? But you can't, not without an unholy fight. Now oh, look at this place, fizzy water, linen tablecloths, cut crystal. I thought you said Auntie Pat didn't amount to much. I'm just as amazed as you. I never knew she owned a hotel back in the 80s. Mind your material success shouldn't be the measure of everything. That's where this decade has it wrong. Oh, if you say so. Auntie Pat never said anything about being married, either. Oh, here she comes. Doesn't look too pleased. Oh, what a night. First you two, now more weird arrivals. What do you mean? Oh, just some creepy businessmen. Old record company associates of Trevor. How was your dinner? Excellent. Maybe you'll tell me now what you two are playing at. We're here to see you, Auntie Pat. You're both exactly the same as you were ten years back. That awful night on the motorway, with those bear monsters and the Tomorrow Twins and everything. Worst night of my life. You two are trouble, I know that. Nonsense. There are no monsters this time, are there? Actually, there's a monster in the lake, in Grasmere. The chambermaid told me. Really? Well, we're not here for some palaver with monsters. We're here for the poetry, the scenery, and Auntie Pat. Our bread and butter, that monster. And I'm not your Auntie Pat, Doctor. I'm hers. My niece. Look at you, Lucy. You're too weird. In the real world, you haven't even been born yet, you know. Well, look at you. You're running this place. You're married. I never knew you were happy and successful in 1984. That's great. Lucy. What's that supposed to mean? That I'm not happy or successful in the future? In your time? I've done it again, haven't I? It's very nice to see you again, Lucy. But would you mind shutting your gob about my future in future? Note taken. So, when do we get to meet your husband, my Uncle Trevor? He's in a bit of a bad mood this evening. Brought on by those music business pals of his. He's not very happy to see him. So, your husband is really a rock star? Trevor was a folk singer in the 1960s. Had a few hits. He's turned his back on all of that now. Huh. Why aren't you parts married to someone famous? I huh? tell him, just enjoy the attention. Enjoy the royalty checks rolling in. That's our retirement, that. Especially with this remix being released. Interesting. When is the remix? Ugh, ignore him. He's such an old fogey. Well, Trevor must be pleased. Well, you'd think so, wouldn't you? But instead, he looks, well, uneasy. I've never seen him like this before. It's as if he's scared of confronting the person he was back then. I don't get 
get it, Doctor. Why did she hush up all this part of her life? The antipat I knew in the future... Shh, 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 shh. Quick, behind the curtain. What is it? Those two new guests. Mr Urquhart and Mr Mims. You think they're up to no good? Could be. Let's have a listen. I have surveyed the whole area tonight, uh, Mervyn. Excellent, Mims. And? It's as I thought. Underneath the lounge bar, very suspect indeed. Also, I believe he takes the path down to the lake of an evening in order to imbibe supplies. Good work, Humphrey Mims. You've proved most effective. <laughs> uh, will there be anything else? Or can we go to bed now? Let us take a stroll together in the moonlight. Oh. To the lakeside. Oh. Very well, sir. Although I am feeling a little tired. Hurry up, Mims. Funny pair. Someone should keep an eye on them. Oh, Lucy, we're supposed to be on holiday. I'm going to follow them. There you go again, leaping to conclusions. Oh, off you trot, then, Nancy Drew. Nancy O. Oh, don't bother to explain. I'll see you back here later. Midnight. There you are. I knew it. Definitely up to no good. This is the small bay where he imbibes his necessary supplies. Is it indeed? It is a well-secluded spot. Jeez, what the hell is that? Ah, colleague Gracchus. Good evening, second in command, Otak. Mims. Greetings. Our target was here earlier this evening. I observed him. The monster in the lake. It's got to be the monster. You watched him take sustenance? I did. Bring the beast here. Mims and I must have our fill too, Gracchus. Very good, second in command, Ertak. I am, I must say, very peckish. The device will summon the beast from its nest deep in the catacombs. We know all that, Gracchus. Just because you control the creature, there's no need to make a solemn dance about it. Another monster? Poor Auntie Pat. All this on her doorstep, she'll go mental when she is. It cannot be too far away. It was here only half an hour since. So many years since we've seen her in the flesh. Isn't she a beauty? Divine! No more powdered substitutes. We can imbibe the necessary supplies fresh this very evening. Mims! Palpate her engorged cybernetic dugs. Squeeze out her gorgeous vitality. What an honor! Milk the scarrison! Oh, that's the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. Commander Otak, your share of milk. This is quite revolting. Uh-oh. Wait. We're observed, Mims. Hello. Nice night for it. Human female. She's from the hotel. I saw her there. She was spying on us. Spying? No. I just came down here for a bit of fresh air. Do not move. Ah! You should not have disturbed us at our feasting. Ow. Look, I didn't see anything. I... You observed Mr. Humphrey Mims as he suckled the scarrison. We cannot let you go. You are ours now. No. 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 Lucy, there you are. Doctor, that man, Trevor, said you were waiting for me in the bar. I'm on the cranberry juice, I'm afraid. It's past time. No matter. I shall get it myself. Everyone's in bed, I suppose. 
Lucy? It's only half a pint. Of vodka? What did you discover snooping around? Oh, them. They're just ordinary businessmen. However... However? We need to investigate the cellar. We do. I want to check it out. Holiday, remember? I remember. Oh, Lucy, what's all this about? I hate thinking the worst of people. Assuming they're hiding something nasty in their cellar. Trevor has left the lights on. That's pulsating red and green. Maybe he's got a disco down here. Can you hear that? Come, the far room. Oh, dear. That's Trevor. The real Trevor. In a body print machine. A what? A body print machine that allows them to make and wear a perfect replica of a person's physical form. Is the real Trevor dead? No. Just hibernating in this disgusting thing. There's no telling how long he's been sleeping here. Could have been years. Years, yes. Because they have to keep him here so they can refresh their body print every now and then. Otherwise the copy runs out of juice. I've seen this before. You said they. Who are they? Hideous fetus-like warlords from the deepest, murkiest fathoms of space. Covered in nasty suckers and bristling with ideas for stealing the worlds of other races. They've lost their own homeworld, you see. They've tried to steal the Earth before. Looks like they're at it again. Who? They're called the Zygons. And you're saying my poor Auntie Pat is married to one? Well, you're right. The terrible shock it's going to be. We must tell her at once. Well, we can't go waking her up at this. We'll tell her in the morning. I... Yes. You're right. Come on, let's get out of here. We don't want the bogus Trevor finding us among his precious stuff. She's not had much luck in her life, has she, your Auntie Pat? There. I thought it'd be nicer for you both to have breakfast here, rather than out there with the other guests. Lovely room. And I love these posters. I see you moved on from heavy metal to punk, Auntie Pat. And now a guest house. People change. Though we still like to think of ourselves as a bit radical, me and Trevor. Greenpeace, CND, anti-apartheid, amnesty. But you've settled down. We still do our bit. For the environment, mostly. Trevor won't have a car. He hates anything mucking up the atmosphere. Gets him proper riled up the way we treat the world. Auntie Pat, we've got some questions for you. I've seen you two do this before. Getting worked up and acting all peculiar. And nothing good comes of it. Uncle Trevor has something terrible hidden in the cellar. Break it to her gently, why don't you? I saw you, Lucy. Following those music business gentlemen out last night when they went off on their stroll. What did they say to you? N nothing. Back to the cellar. There are things your husband doesn't want you to know about. Trevor and I respect each other's private space. I know everything I need to know about him. I doubt that. I think you should brace yourself for a shock. What gives you two the right to come galumphing in here? Acting all mysterious and superior? He's an alien. He's a what? He's a Zygon warlord, trapped here on Earth, wants to take over the world. I see. Improbable as it sounds, it's true, Auntie Pat. For the last time, I'm not your auntie, you silly forward man. Trevor is a Zygon. Of course. I knew that. What? When you really love someone, you accept their foibles and their funny habits. You learn to accept everything about their past, even the bits they want to forget. But he is... A Zygon. So? I dated far worse when I was your age. Auntie Pat, you can't be serious. I never expected prejudice from you two. He's from outer space. So what? 
You're the same, Doctor. Quite, but I don't destroy ecosystems and enslave populations and suck out people's minds using organic crystallography, do I? Neither does Trevor. He's a Zygon. They're all like that. How do you know? She's got a point there, Doctor. Give us a minute. Yep. Trevor, are you busy on reception? Uh, just a bit of paperwork. Nothing doing. Come through to the sitting room. The Doctor and Lucy are here. Oh, yes? They know about you. They seem really down on the whole Zygon thing. I'll come through. You really don't know what you're messing about with, Auntie Pat. We've been married since 1979. What about the real Trevor in the body print machine in the cellar? What body print machine? Morning, Doctor. Lucy, I trust you slept well. You, um, know about me, then? I know the Zygons of old. I know what they do. Do you indeed? You won't get away with this. Hush, Lucy, let him talk. I'm not up to anything, Doctor. There are no nasty plans to take over the world. I've gone native. I find that hard to believe. Believe what you want. I've been here for years. I love the world, the human race, the Lake District. And most of all, I love my Patricia. I'm not budging. And Auntie Pat doesn't mind? What you look like under your stolen human disguise? Why should she? I'm used to it. He's my great big hunk of Zygon. Oh, Auntie Pat, look at him. We don't need your approval. And you? You can't love her. Hey! I mean... Oh, what's the use? I'm sorry about Lucy. She's not herself today. It's a lot to take in. For what it's worth, I believe you. Thank you, Doctor. I'd better return to the paperwork. Trevor, change your form if you're going back to reception. The Scarrison has returned to the ship beneath Lake Ulswater. Phase three can now begin. Your next task, Mims, is to take the device from the human woman. It will not be difficult, Commander. Uh, do you want to use the ensuite first? No, you go ahead, Mims. Okay. Who's there? I have succeeded, second in command attack. Close the door, Gracchus. Oh, yeah. You shouldn't come dashing in here like that. People will observe you. Never mind that. I must tell you, I've got the doctor working for us also. Very good work. As agreed, I told Patricia, Auntie Pat, that her Trevor is a Zygon. Did the Earth Woman shriek herself into gibbering insanity as a result? They usually do. That is what I expected. But she already knew. Impossible. And what's worse, Trevor came in and reverted to his form and she never turned her hair. And Trevor, or Warlord Hagoth as we know him, gave us all this chat about going native and being in love with the Earth female and everything. The vernacular is unnecessary, Gracchus. <clears throat> Apologies, second in command. What can this mean, Ertak? It means that our leader is on the brink of betraying us. He has forgotten the Zygon way. We must accelerate phase three and phase four. I think it's time we did something about anti-pat. And climbing to number four in this week's chart, it's that ever-popular remix of 60s classic Falling Star. Trevor, your song's coming on. Oh, listen, it's risen to number four now. Who's a clever Trevor then? Oh, Mr. Mims. I'm afraid guests aren't allowed in the kitchen area. Health and safety. Sorry about that. I, I heard the song. <laughs> that remix of yours is fabulous. Trevor hates it. Well, everyone else loves it and it's making us rich. Uh, forgive me, I notice you don't wear a wedding ring. We don't believe in external shows of materialism or ownership. It's just how we are. I do admire your necklace, though. Very unusual. Lovely, isn't it? I wear it always. Trevor gave me it early on, at the Kendall Folk Festival, 1979. It looks almost alive. 
Yes. Strange texture to it. May I touch? Oh, don't see why not. Extraordinary. Do you know what this is, Earthwoman? Ow! Do you know what this bauble really is? Get off me! You're hurting me! It won't me. come off, it's fused to your flesh. Get your mitts off my necklace! Your necklace? It belongs to the Zygons, it's part of us and our future plans. Let me go! It's part of me now! Very well, if you won't relinquish it, I must take you with me. You will only feel a brief stinging sensation. Prepare yourself. No, please! Travel! I've been too wrapped up in myself lately. I should never have gone for that walk. They could have taken her hours ago. Drink this. It's brandy. Oh, I can't touch booze at a time like this. Mm, Why's well, not one that? Lucy? Trevor, where have they taken her? I should have just given in to them. I shouldn't have let Pat get involved. You didn't. Did you? The necklace she wears. I gave it to her as... as a love token. Only it's nothing of the kind, is it? It's a device something they need. I knew I'd never willingly resume command of their ship, so I gave it to Pat for safekeeping. We'll go after them. Where are they? Ullswater. Ullswater? Well, that's only five miles away. Three if you go underneath, as they'll have done. Oh, Pat. If I could, I'd have fled, taken her to the furthest corner of this world. But we Zygons depend on the milk our Scarrison produces. The Scarrison, yes. I forgot you'd have one of those around. So you got the Scarrison to chew a great big tunnel between Ullswater and Grasmere, under the mountains. The creature is built to obey my word above all others. Your Zygon pals, maybe they just wanted the device and the money they made from your remix to fix up their ship. Maybe now they'll go home. You know my people, Doctor. They'll have some further terrible plan, and they'll need me to implement it. They want their warlord, Hagoth, back. You're not alone in this mess, Trevor. Without Pat, I feel horribly alone on this world. Right, it's getting dark. Let's find that tunnel, shall we? Doctor, are you sure you can trust him? Pat do, does. That's good enough, isn't it? Suppose. Well, that's settled. Come on, chop, chop. Being back in our natural forms. I despise our human guises so ungainly and undignified. You two are crazy. Silence, puny woman. You intrigue me, Earth Woman. At the sight of our natural forms, many of your species become shrieking basket cases. Seen it all before, haven't I? Your Zygons, like my Trevor. Then you know of his history, his true nature. When you love someone, you come to know everything about them. Curious. What is this love? The most important thing in the world. The most lucrative thing in the world. The pop charts are filled with such sentimental nonsense. It's all a money-making scam of the humans, Mims. Even if this female deludes herself that she really loves Warlord Agoth, he cannot love her back. What would you two know about it? You're just underground trolls. Giant goblins. Now take me back. She's becoming hysterical, Commander Attack. Human females often do when they speak of love. Sting her into unconsciousness again. No! Wait! Excellent, Mims. You're getting good with that stinger of yours. Thank you, Commander Attack. Hoist her up, then. Good, yes. Do you think second in command any Zygon has ever known what the Earth Woman calls love? I do not believe so, Mims. 
Even when we have been incognito in the pathetic, dirty city known as London, we Zygons adopt the hideous appearances, apparel, and gestures of the human beings. But we do not go so far as to mimic their disgusting emotions. I am not so sure. I fear I may have experienced a slight stirring of those alien emotions. Can it be true, Mims? I fear so. Yes. Then the quicker we return to our ship, the better. There you can truly return to the Zygon way of life. Just think, Mims. Ten Earth years away from our craft. Now we can see how it has grown back and repaired itself. We can also rejoin our brothers and sisters. I think we are there, second in command. The door in the wall. Ah, yes. Home at last. Here, Doctor. The mouth of the tunnel. Hello? Hello? Lucy. What? Shh. All right. Shall we go in? After you. Fingers crossed, the Scarrison is off visiting his Scottish pal. The Scarrison, yeah. Why has no one noticed that there's a great big dinosaur thing paddling about in Grasmere? But there have been sightings. Visitors have been flocking, staying at our guest house. The British like nothing more than a monster in a lake. Auntie Pat did mention this at dinner, Lucy. Don't you remember? So where does this tunnel lead? Deep under the mountains, then up again to the bottom of Ullswater to connect with the ship. The Scarrison has a hatchway through which it secretes its lactic fluid to the Zygon crew. The milk round. Come on, we'd better start off. Heaven knows what they're doing to Pat. How long have you been here, Trevor? The ship was badly damaged when we crash-landed. We hibernated for many, many years. I imagine it was about the same time as the other lot. Other lot? The Scottish clan. I dealt with them ages ago, in my timeline. What happened? I trounced them, not without a terrible struggle, though. They're nasty, vicious little meanies. No offence, Trevor. I know what my race is like. That is one of my primary reasons for avoiding them. I don't want to revert to their terrible ways. Doctor, tell me how you defeated the Zygons before. Such a long time ago. The thing is, when you've foiled as many invasions as I have, you tend to... Oh, hell. The Scarrison. It has our scent. Now, from what I remember, they're murdered to outrun. We must hide. No, no, it will soon snout us out. It already has. Lucy, behind me. What are you waving that around for? The Scarrison is half electronic. You've antagonised it. Damn you, Doctor. You've led us to our death. Second in command, Here. The Scarrison has located them. So minions. The Doctor and Warlord Hagoth are about to die. Blackest too is vulnerable in that form. Shall I call the beast? The skeleton hungers so long without a kill. Let it frighten the mims. Let the beast toy with them. Is your sadism not a very human trait? Second in command, attack. Certainly not. I was always like this. Send guards into the tunnel to fetch the intruders here. Mims, you must be the first to welcome our warlord. We must get to the safety of the ship. Lucy, stay back. I can control this garrison. It is attuned to my very being. Get on with it, then. Need to focus. I can call it off if I revert to my... Natural form. I am Warlord Hagoth Scarrison. My thoughts are your thoughts. It's turning around. At last. Now send it away. Lucy, it's tail. <laughs> It's all right, I've got you. Get your hands off me, Time Lord. Uh, that's better. Is she all right? Lucy, you're bleeding. You've done enough. Get away from me. Lucy? We're safe now. That is all. 
Spoke too soon. Welcome home, Warlord Hegoth. Uh, where am I? You are inside the most sophisticated and powerful spaceship in the galaxy. You could have fooled me. It looks like a plate of raw liver. One as ugly as you cannot appreciate true beauty. I have him, second in command, Ertek. I have Warlord Hagoth. Excellent means. Trevor? Don't go with him, Trevor! It's a trap! Silence, woman! Unless you wish to taste my sting. Will you bring him here? Mims will take the captives to the cell. You can at least let me see him. Your part in this affair is almost over, woman. You won't separate us, you know. You have a tiny human mind. You cannot fathom the complex loyalties and desires of the Sidons. Warlord Hagarth has been confused. We will make him think straight again. Into the cells! Move! You needn't bully us! It is the Sidon way! Why have you returned to human form, Warlord Hagoth? As a deliberate insult to you and your kind, Mims. I'm not the same as you. Yes, yes, yes. What I want to know is what have you done with the real Lucy? Uh, what are you talking about? You can stop pretending now. You haven't been yourself since last night, when you followed our friends to the lakeside. Very clever, Doctor. Still, at least I may now shed this vile, loathsome form. Welcome back, colleague Gracchus. You are injured. It is superficial. Healing slime is all I need. I take it you've got a body print room somewhere aboard, where you keep all your originals. Do you know all this from your previous encounter with our race? I want to know that Lucy is safe. Yes, and Patricia. For now they are. Previous encounter, Gracchus. The doctor is quite an expert on our kind. Where was it? Scotland? Loch Ness, to be precise. You lot dropped a number of ships on these isles. You are not alone. He knows more about the Saigon diaspora than we do. There was another load, too, back in the 19th century down south. You're nothing new, you know. You will regret mocking the Saigon cause, doctor. Will I really, Humphrey? Oh, yes. Goodbye for now. Come, Gracchus. Well, what do we do now? Tamper with the door controls, of course. Something tells me we won't have to wait long anyway. They need us. If they want to advance their plans, they can't just keep us shut up here. Can your sonic device open the door? It's disabling the alarm that's the tricky bit. Look, the best bargain we could come up with is this. They let Patricia go free, unharmed. They free Lucy from their body print room, unharmed. They set you free... And you and I will discuss at a later date what you'll do with the real Trevor in your own body print room. That bothers you? The human in my cellar? Of course. But Trevor only lives through me, Doctor. His own body is dead and frozen. There was a motorcycle accident in the late 60s. His record company hushed it up, put the body in cryogenic suspension, as requested in his will. I took over. I see. I'm sorry, I, I just assumed... I am the real Trevor, Doctor. I've been him for nearly a quarter of a century. All right. I believe you. Now let's get on with this. What will you offer them in return for Patricia and Lucy? My help. To do what? Take over the world? I shall use all the skills and resources at my disposal to get this cronky old ship working again. 
I'll fix it up so they can leave the earth behind and find somewhere more suitable to settle. Psychons don't just meekly shuffle off. They've got their mean little eyes set on this place. They fully intend to adapt the earth to their own uses. I was rather afraid of that. Well, that's us. Come along, Trevor. First stop, body print room and poor Lucy. They're poised and ready to transform this world, Doctor. Make it Zygon-friendly. It would take massive atmospheric changes to make this a viable Zygon homeworld. The humans themselves are already making the required adaptations without even knowing it. Global warming. The climate's changing day by day, becoming more amenable to us. But my fellow Zygons want to accelerate it, and this is why we... They went into big business. All those power suits... I thought they were just in the music business. They branched out. They've been investing massively in industrial projects all over this world for decades now. Encouraging the unleashing of modified CFCs into the atmosphere. Everything they funded and manufactured has had the twin objective of raising cash for us to repair our equipment and to further damage the ozone layer. Are we talking hairsprays? We're talking anything they can lay their suckers on. They're flinging every kind of poison at the human sky. And because it was in the guise of big business, the people of Earth simply let it happen. They call it, in this rotten era, the spirit of free enterprise. Well, the 1980s for you. Even these new compact discs they've been selling, like the remix of my old song that they've somehow made everyone buy, emit an invisible gas when they're played. Further CFCs to cripple the planet. But all these CFCs will take decades to alter the atmosphere. Not if they can be activated en masse. Ertak and Mims have biochemical warheads here in this ship. Phase five of the Zygon Gambit is to detonate the gases in the atmosphere. Ah, but they're missing a vital component, correct? They need a certain crystal lattice, which I took the necessary precaution of removing from the torpedo tube some time ago. And where is this crystal lattice now? Ah, Mims, you have brought forth the specimen. Indeed, second in command. This way. All right, all right, stop pushing. Lucy! Auntie Pat! They they made a copy of me and used it to lure the Doctor and Trevor here. It's all right, lovey. I know all about it. You lot should be ashamed of yourselves, involving the likes of this poor girl in your mad schemes. Cease your whining, woman. Everything's going to be all right, Lucy. If my Trevor is here and your Doctor, I reckon we'll be okay. What do they want from us? It's Trevor they want. They want him to go back to them. He belongs to them, you see. You all have your part to play in the coming hours. This old Earth woman has about her person something crucial to the Zygon cause. She was given it by Warlord Hagoff, or as you know him, Trevor. What is it? This necklace. Trevor gave it to me when we first met, back at the Kendall Folk Festival in 1979. I don't care what this lot need it for. I can't give it up. But it's only got sentimental value, hasn't it? It's not actually worth anything. Trevor gave it to me. He must have had a reason. Just give it to them. They'll set us free if you do. Lucy, I couldn't give it to them even if I wanted to. One of them tried to rip it off my neck a while ago. It's fused to my flesh. Not even to save me, Auntie. If it would save you, I'd take it off gladly, but I can't. It's as if every stone in the necklace has turned into a leech or something. It's been like that since 1979. Don't you see? They can't have it. It's stuck to me. Here, let me try. Don't, Lucy. It won't come off. Lucy, you're hurting. 
hurting me. Don't struggle. If you keep still, it won't hurt you. Lucy, what are you doing? Get off me. Keep still, Earth Woman. Earth Woman? Oh, no. Oh, yes. No, you're killing me. I have it. The device, it is free. Good work, Krakus. A little messy, you've torn the creature's throat. The device had dug itself in very deeply. No matter, we have what we need. You should never have given such a thing to a human being. I was a fool, I admit it. But once the gift was given, it couldn't be taken back. Is that the metaphysics of love you're talking about? Or the tenaciousness of organic crystallography? Attention. Phase 5 commences. Begin arming warheads. But that means... Patricia! We need to get to the control room. Doctor, pardon the crystal from human flesh. It could be fatal. We don't know that yet. If Patricia's dead, then I don't care what my people do to this world. Well, I do. Come on, Trevor. Second in command, attack. The device is in place. Our warheads are stirring from their long sleep. Yes, I can feel it. I have never sensed such power. This is what Warlord Hagoth sought to keep from us. But we have succeeded in unleashing the power. Earth will be ours. Lucy, help me, please. I am not your Lucy. I am not a human being. What's wrong, report imps? The ship is overstimulated. The power is affecting all systems. Then shut it down, shut it down now. I told you, Ertak, we need Warlord Hagoth. He alone knows the correct engorgement ratios to properly discharge the warheads. Then fetch me, Hagoth. I am here, Ertak. Hagoth! Trevor, is that you? Patricia. Can't breathe. Help me, Trevor. Let me hear. I need to press down hard on the wound. Your necklace, Trevor. I wouldn't let it go. They... She had to rip it off me. I know. I'm sorry, my love. Hold on. Don't try to talk. I'm dying. I know that, Doctor. No, no, no. No one is dying. Listen to me, Auntie Pat. I'm not your... Shh. Shh. Now, I'm concentrating. Enough. There are more important things to do. Get away from us, you animals. Doctor, tell me... Was Lucy never really real? Was she really my niece from the future? She was real. She's here. We'll save her and you. It's too late for me now. Trisha, no. Stay with us. I can't lose you. Don't close your eyes. Look at me, Pat. I can see you, Doctor. Death and disaster all around you. Darkness. She's gone. Trevor, I'm so sorry. They killed her. My own kind. Let us waste no more time on these humans, Warlord Hagoth. Now focus the crystal lattice. Set our warheads free. Destroy the atmosphere of this stinking world. Cleanse it. Make it ready for the apotheosis of the Saigon race. And then, if you like, you can have as many Earth females as you desire. You could begin with her niece, Lucy Miller. Doesn't this body appeal to your twisted tastes? You really don't see, do you? You just don't understand. Trevor, disconnect the device and give it to me. I'll take it somewhere they won't be able to follow. It would take you over, Doctor. It would fuse with your flesh. You, like Pat, would become another ticking time bomb. Another trigger mechanism. Use it, Warlord Hagoth! 
It is our destiny. Make this world burn. Open the skies, set your brethren free. Stop hissing at him. You're confusing him. You have been blinded, Hagoth, by this love. It is a terrible thing. But it is dead now. Dead. Yes. Yes, I see. There is nothing left for me here. Nothing but my Zygon brethren. At last. My brothers... Can you forgive me? Trevor, I thought I could trust you. You can. Now go, Doctor. Go to the body print chamber and wake your friend. Why should we let them go? Kill him. Kill him now. Quiet. Take Lucy, Doctor. Leave our ship quickly and tell the Earth people what has befallen them. Tell the galaxy who it was set this world aflame. Tell the universe. The Zygons have made their comeback. Yes, yes. You are restored to us, Warlord Hagar. Hurry, Doctor. Fetch the real Lucy. Leave here. Right. Thank you, Trevor. Warlord Hagar, it is time to begin. I need first to revert to my original form. You too, Gracchus. Yes, Warlord Hagar. There. We are all together again. On the brink of fulfilling our mission. It is done. I have triggered the warheads. Yes! And now, the Scarrison Manipulator. Excellent! You're sending the beast to tear the Doctor and his Lucy to pieces. To rip the vile, striated flesh from their bones. Just when they think they've escaped. Only a true Zygon could think of something so terrible. Scarrison, attack! Careful. Ugh! I'm in a womb! I'm in a pegging womb! A body print machine, actually. Here, give me your hand. No. Oh. Thanks. Oh, pins and needles. Ow! What the hell was that? A giant sea monster. Of course. And now, without one word of explanation, you're gonna say. Run! What is happening? The skies. It is attacking the ship. Take off. Pull it off. I have instructed the Scarrison to attack the warheads in situ. The warheads are primed and ready. Yes, and once damaged, they will vent their contents, releasing the biochemical manipulators into the hardship, poisoning it. There. Here its ventricles collapse. But you murderers all. You have saved the earth for the humans. And what about our doom? You have destroyed the Zygons. Brothers, sting him. Sting him to death. Oh, yes. I'll death with pleasure. Ah, 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 ah. Master Lucy, we have to keep moving. You don't need to tell me again. Trevor did it. He saved the planet. Trevor? 
Sorry, you don't know, do you? Trevor is an alien, a Zygon. Uh, Auntie Pat's Trevor. Now, Trevor McDonald. Of course, Auntie Pat's Trevor. You're telling me Auntie Pat married an alien? But we really don't have time for this. In about 30 seconds, this tunnel will flood with water from Grasmere. Did she know? God, no wonder she kept it quiet. <laughs> Wait till I see her. Lucy, I think you should... to live any longer. We have done enough damage to the people of this world. The tank! The ship! All systems reaching critical overload! This one's for you, Patricia. There you are, Doctor. Tea's on the table. I've put six sugars in yours, just how you like it. Thank you. I reckon we've still got a couple of hours before any of the guests wake up and start clamouring for breakfast. It's gone. Crumbled into dust and nothing. What else? The body print machine. The one in the cellar with the real Trevor in. But he was already dead, right? In cryogenic what's it? That's what the other Trevor said. I'm sorry he's gone. Uncle Trevor. Even if he was, like, an alien and everything. No one could have survived that implosion under the lake. How are we going to tell Auntie Pat? Lucy, <clears throat> there's no easy way of saying this. You're going to tell me she was on the ship, aren't you? But she can't have been. Lucy, sit down. No, listen. She has to be alive, doesn't she? Else I couldn't have met her in the future, like. Not necessarily. Not necessarily, but I knew her. I know her. She's still knocking around, you know, in 2007. Good old Auntie Pat. Well, what about that thing you're always going on about? You know, the web of time, all that malarkey. But Lucy, the thing is, the web is resilient. Events can be reshaped, can reflow. If your Auntie Pat lived a quiet, unobtrusive life, never got married, never had children, never did very much of anything, then, well... Oh, my God. I said it myself, didn't I? She didn't do much with her life. She was never a big noise. Well, then, history could well, blink and miss her. No, no. Don't say that. Lucy, I'm sorry. She was a real heroine, you know. A real star. Can we leave it till the morning? You know, just in case. I don't want to leave without knowing for sure. Of course. You go up to bed, go on. Sleep is the best thing for you now. Yeah, I'm whacked. Good night, Doctor. Don't stay up too long. It'll be dawn soon. Maybe I'll take my tea out onto the terrace. Watch the sun coming up over the lake. You are romantic. Well, you know, me and Wordsworth. Night. Oh, there is a blessing in this gentle breeze that blows from the green fields and from the clouds and from the sky. It beats against my cheek and seems half-conscious of the joy it gives. Our welcome messenger. Our welcome friend. Speaking of which, you can come out now. I know you've been watching us. Come on, Lucy's gone up to bed. There's only me. I'll quote the rest of the prelude if you're not careful. 
You live. Only <laughs> just. I'm glad. I'm glad someone has survived this terrible time. No one else did. Patricia. There was no chance. There's not even a body. But... But? There is something I can do. What? Use my last reserves of strength and disguise my shape one last time. Adopt a human form forever. Can you do that? Without your body print technology? Everything has been destroyed. If I use all my resources, I can create an image that will last a couple of decades of its own accord. But only if I stay inside that form forever. No more shape-shifting. I see. I must stop being a Zygon. But that is no loss. I don't think the cosmos would mourn the Zygons. I'm ashamed of my brethren. They were just trying to survive, Hagoth, the same as anyone. But they let their desires impinge too harshly upon those who got in their way. I am content to become human for the rest of my days. Goodbye, Doctor. <coughs> and... Hello. Lucy will be pleased, won't she? I get to live after all. She's sleeping. Then I will see her in the morning. You won't tell her the truth, will you, Doctor? I don't like lying, Hagarth. Trevor. Please. My name is Patricia. It has to be that way now. I must live out my days as Auntie Pat, the most wonderful woman in the world. All right, I won't say anything. You get to live your quiet, obscure life in peace. And so, in a sense, does Auntie Pat. Thank you, Doctor. Just imagine Lucy's face when I turn up at breakfast. Yes. Come on. It's been a long night. Let's go back inside before I change my mind. to Earth, directed by Barnaby Edwards, Paul McGann starred as the Doctor, with Sheridan Smith as Lucy Miller. Trevor, Stephen Pacey. Ertak, Malcolm Stoddard. Mims, Timbrook Taylor. Auntie Pat, Lindsay Hardwick. Gracchus, Katerina Olsen. Sound design and music by ERS. The song Falling Star by Tim Sutton. Audio 
Adventures of Doctor Who are produced by Barnaby Edwards, Sharon Gosling, Nicholas Briggs and Jason Haig-Ellery for Big Finish Productions.